the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Messy Walk Podcast. This is episode 26. Episode 26. That means halfway through a year. Right. Six months worth of episodes. That's awesome. This is a milestone. Milestone Congratulations to us. I would applaud us if it wouldn't ruin the audio. Yeah, it would mess it up. And we barely barely got it working right Right. now anyway. So don't do that, Chloe. So winging a prayer, yeah. This is all it is. (laughs) If you could see behind the scenes, guys, you would think, man... That's a lot more uh, rigged up than I realized. It all sounds a lot better than it looks. It definitely does. Thank God (laughs) it's audio only. Right. Uh, I'm here today with Pastor Adam, and my name is Chloe, Um, and we are in the midst of a series um, on spiritual warfare. Um, Before we get into that, I just want to throw this out there that um, we have a giveaway that we're going to share with you about the end of this episode, so be sure to listen through to the end, not just to hear about the giveaway, but also because this episode is going to be really awesome. So you have to listen all the way through, or at least fast forward, but regardless, we're not telling you to the end. Skipping is not allowed. If you skip, you're a cheater. (laughs) We're doing a giveaway. We want to give you something, so stay around for it. Right. Stick around for it. Yep. Anyway. Um, we are talking through spiritual warfare, and we have been in Ephesians 6, 12 through 13. Adam, do you want to take it away and kind of give I us will. a quick recap? I will. So we're, we kicked this whole thing off talking about this big blind spot in a lot of our walks as Christ followers right. is uh, spiritual warfare. That we're not paying attention to it. That we're not recognizing it. That we're not taking it for, it, for, for what it is. We're then displacing Mm-hmm. the actual battle onto each other as people instead instead of seeing that it's with the enemy and mm-hmm. in this realm that we can't really see mm-hmm. but we can definitely feel uh, but we can't really see and so we were talking about that idea and the fact that we take you know we make errors with the enemy we make errors with the devil where we take him too seriously or we don't take him serious enough so what we're trying mm-hmm. to do is try to hit down the middle of that where we have a you know an honest approach a biblical approach to what spiritual warfare really looks like. So Ephesians 6 um, is the last chapter of the book of Ephesians, and it, and it has this section in it that we're starting to walk into mm-hmm. that's called the Armor of God Scripture. And so 6.12 talks about you know the, the fact that there is a battle, and then 6.13 we just talked about last week on the episode. It's a quick, short episode last week on the fact that you've got to – like the first part of this battle is you've got to stand your ground. Yeah. And so that you can't run away from it or anything like that. And so we started talking about that. And this idea here you've got to see is that what Paul's really doing is he has just spent six chapters talking about the gospel of Jesus. And now he's saying this is how you put it on, like the armor, right? This is how you put it on all these areas of your life. And the way you're applying it is not just your entire life, but also get the picture of applying it to the places that are vulnerable and weak. Right. You know, so our mind is weak. I don't know about your mind. My mind's weak. Yep. I've been with Chloe for a while. Her mind's weak, too. Yes, her mind um, is weak. <laughs> <laughs> um, our emotions, our feelings, our heart. You know, a lot of the world wants to tell you constantly to follow your heart, follow your heart, follow your heart. That's a lie mm-hmm. of the enemy because the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things. Yeah. And so... You know, not necessarily what we want in our hearts is what we need to have. And so there, there's all these weaknesses that we've got to apply. Uh, our, our sexuality is a weakness for us, um, a place where we're vulnerable, a place where we're m- m- more than likely 
or more likely than other places, to slip into sin and then also to slip into the lies of the enemy. And so mm-hmm. basically think about it being his battleground. It's those places that were weak. So what Paul's kind of leading us to is applying the gospel like armor to mm-hmm. these areas in our life because there is a battle, right? not just because you want to walk around in armor. Nobody wants to walk around in armor unless there's a battle. And so right. – it's, it's being prepared for that battle, so that's where we're at, twelve and thirteen. And now we're going to walk into fourteen. And we're going to we're going to take that verse fourteen and we're going to chop it into a couple pieces, because right. there's a there's a couple that go on. So fourteen starts to give you um, the different pieces of armor. And I said last episode that there's actually like seven of them. A lot of times, if you study the scripture, you may think that there's only six. I'm going to include one in here that people don't normally include, mm-hmm. but Paul does, and I think he includes right. as a piece of armor. And so, Absolutely. when you get to verse 14, let's start off with the first part of verse 14. You get this first piece of armor. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. There's the first one. Stand firm once again, standing your ground with this with this belt of truth buckled around your waist. Right. This is really important because your belt goes around your core. So yep. think about what Paul's talking about here. The belt of truth, your belt goes around your core. It's going around the core of who you are, and it holds all your weapons, and it holds all the rest of your armor in place. It's like this piece that keeps you in place. And this one's really important because nobody wants to go into battle with their pants down. I mean, nope. you just don't want to do that. It's I don't a, want to do anything. <laughs> it's a bad day when you're going to fight something, when you're going into a into battle or into any sort of thing, and you go in with your pants down. So he starts right. off with this whole belt of truth because it's just crucial, this crucial first piece. And I'll talk to you about what it is, but let's just take a side note on pants falling down. For a second. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so my first thought is, is that guy on American Idol years ago who pants wrote the song, Pants on the Ground, Pants, pants on the Ground. I love Looking that like a guy. fool with your pants on the ground, oh, right? Oh, my gosh. That's my first thought. That's such All a good right. memory. So squirrel number one. Here's All squirrel right. number two because they come in packs. Um, have you ever had your pants fall down? You know, like have you ever had – if you ever had your, you know, pants fall out, or if you ever had your pants rip, like right, when you're out in public. So, two quick stories. Um, one, when I was a kid, I wanted white jeans. So I was probably in the fifth grade, I think, maybe white sixth jeans. grade. I wanted white jeans. They were hot. That, no, is, that was the thing. That is so like, um, what's the word I'm looking Girly? for? Girly. No, it's it's very dangerous because they just get dirty so True. easily. But that was the thing. And everybody had white jeans, white. and my mama would not buy me white jeans. And so I took a pair of my uh, jeans, regular jeans. They were acid wash jeans already because that's what we, that's how we wow. rolled back then. And I bleached them with Clorox to make them white. Oh my god! Because the next day was picture day, and so I wanted to wear my white jeans with my uh, UNC Tar Heels, Carolina blue with white on it sweatshirt. Ooh, in my, you just offended school, some people. Yeah, I know, right? In my school picture. <laughs> Um, I'll have to tell you guys about that later because I'm in a I'm in a Carolina Duke conundrum, but I'll have to get to that later. <laughs> anyway, so I didn't I did not tell my mama this because she wouldn't buy me the white jeans. I think the reason she wouldn't buy me the white jeans is because they get dirty. You right. know what I mean? She knew. Moms so, know. Moms know. know. So I, I bleached them myself. I used a whole jug of bleach. Oh my gosh. Yes, the whole jug. And then I would go back over it again with a second jug to make sure that any of the spots it didn't turn white. So I put them on, I wear them, I go to school, and they call for our class to do pictures. Mm-hmm. And on the way to the pictures, my jeans that I had just, you know, 
bleached. Oh, no. They ripped right in the crotch. And so I had to take my picture that year sitting in a weird way so you could not see the hole, the massive hole that was in my pants. <laughs> so, oh, my god! But my mama got the pictures like three months later, you know, because that's how long it took for them to come back to school. She was like, one, where'd you get the white jeans from? And two, why are you sitting so weird in this picture? Why would you sit weird? Why would they let you sit weird in the picture? And so I had to come clean. But anyway, oh. that was one. And then the second one just happened to us. So you, we were talking to you guys about being on the Casas trip. Chloe was there. Yes. We were in the Dominican building a house for a pastor. So um, good. So awesome, awesome experience. Yep. Um, guys, when we do another one here through Union Church, we'll let you know on the podcast. You may want to come. It'd be yeah. awesome. So That'd be so cool. We'd love to take you with us. Anyway, we're at that building site. It's been raining and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, this was just a couple weeks ago, my pants ripped. And it was the bad. It was a bad rip. Like it, it was, was like so bad. there's no way to save this. I cannot work with it like this. And so I ended up looking. I ended up taking Chloe's. Uh, what do you call them? Towels. It's a cooling towel. A cooling towel. I don't know what that is. I did not use it for the rest of the trip. Yes, yeah, because I took hers and I took another girl that was with us. Her name's Stephanie, and I was about to tie that thing into some sort of diaper to be able to cover up my pants situation because it could not work with it. And I realized that wouldn't work. And so. All of a sudden, the Dominicans are hollering, trying to find pants, and I'm pretty big. And so they end up coming back with some women's pants <laughs> that didn't work, and then a second pair of women's pants that did. I don't know where those pants and they came had, from. And they had like rhinestones on the jewels on the back yes. and everything. So that's my Juicy Couture. <laughs> juicy, what we yeah. Call it. Yeah. I kept asking them, I was like, does my butt say juicy? Does it say pink? Like, is there any words across? Yes. So, it was awesome. It was pretty cool. Anyway. So, side note there, I think you see the point that it's important not to go into battle with your pants down. So, this yep. belt piece that Paul starts with is so hard to segue. I know, <laughs> so I know. I'm like, now we're getting back into it, and I'm just thinking about my I poor cooling the, towel. I am the pro of segues, and this one was very <laughs> difficult for me. But anyway, um, he talks about you know having this belt around your core because it's extremely important, holds everything else in place. And here's here's what's important about this. He's talking about the belt of truth. We always tend to think of truth as primarily a what, but in Scripture, it's not a what, it's a who, that Jesus is the truth. And so once again, Paul's talking to us about the gospel and that we are centering the core of our lives, the core of ourselves, especially going into battle, that the core is fortified with the truth, who is Jesus. And so what he's saying is, is make the make your identity in Christ the center of your life. Like it is the key piece. And I don't know if we think about that being what we fight the enemy with. Like I don't I don't I don't I think mm-hmm. we end up going to like more tangible things. Mm-hmm. And what Paul is saying is is this first piece of armor, this first way you're gonna fight the enemy in all this spiritual battle that's going on that you may not want to see, but it's there, is by your identity being centered through the core of who you are, mm-hmm. that belt being around your core, in Jesus, in Christ. And so the belt of truth really means that you have grounded your perspective. You've grounded your perspective in things that Jesus says, in what he says do, in who he says he is. Mm-hmm. And so let me get a little personal. Having the belt of truth means that you've grounded your perspective in things like your sexuality, mm-hmm. marriage, the purpose of life, generosity, on whatever he says about those things, because he's the center of my life, then I'm grounding my perspective in what he says about those things. Mm-hmm. 
and I've struggled with multiple ones of these over times, you know, and, and different times that's the case, um, where all of a sudden I'll be functioning what I think or what the world thinks around me, mm. and I have gotten away from my perspective being grounded in the core of who I am and who Jesus is, mm-hmm. and so whatever he says about it, whatever he leads to me to, what what since the truth is not just what, it's who, it's whatever he has said, who he is, and what he said about those things. And, and to me, that's sort of a, a spot that everybody just needs to take a second and pause on um, and just go, all right, is the belt of truth, am I grounded in my perspective on things in these areas of my life that Jesus is – in what Jesus says about them? You know, it's mm-hmm. like that, that little quick list – sexuality and marriage and purpose of life, generosity on what he says. Um, that's extremely important. And that's the first piece of armor. And it's the part that holds it all together. That's why, yeah. that's why he's talking about it being the belt. It's the piece that keeps your pants from falling down in a battle, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not grounded in Jesus being the center of who you are and then therefore giving you perspective on all these other areas – when you go into a spiritual battle, which you will and mm-hmm. which you are, you're you're going to have your pants fall down. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what he's talking about. I mean, that's the that's the key here. Um, and so, ask yourself the question: How do you, not everybody else, how do you determine what is true and right in your life? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? And so, the ways that we tend to do it, right? Do you have some sort of inner compass? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you determine what's true in your life. What that really means, if that's the case, if it's your gut, people say, oh, "Well, I just I know what's Feel true it. in my life by yeah. my gut." Yeah. If that's the case, then what you're saying is 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 your belt is grounded in the belt of your gut, like your core, your identity is in the truth of your gut. Mm-hmm. And what Paul is saying is, is don't let it be that. Like, what's what's the core? What's 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 protecting your core? What your perspective is built in has got to be in who Jesus is. Yeah. Um, you know, is it in what feels right? Right. Same thing, maybe with the gut. Yeah. Right. But is it what feels right? Is that's how you're determining what's true and right in yeah, your life? Yeah. What feels right or like what feels good? Yep. What's like what feels good to me? And like every, what do I want? Really? And everybody knows this. Yeah. Like everybody knows that the, that humans, all humans, struggle with that, mm-hmm. right? And we start this early on. It's actually one of the early indicators of my my belief and mm-hmm. mainstream Christian belief in original sin in, in the fact that children are born into we're all born into sin. And one of the ways you can see that is is look at a kid as soon as they can do more than just wiggle. All of a sudden, they want to do what feels right to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they want what they want, and nobody has to teach a kid to focus on just what feels right to you. Right? right. Nobody has to teach a kid selfishness. Nobody teaches. You know, the kid doesn't all of a sudden grab something away from a friend he's playing with at one and a half years old and go, "Oh my God, I taught him that." Nobody taught him that. Right? He's just <laughs> kind of so born proud. into it. And so yeah. you know, you can kind of see that we have we're sinfully conditioned to. Let what feels right or our gut or our inner compass dictate to us what is true and right in life. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's the you follow the whims of popular opinion. And so how you determine what's true and right in your life is is that you do it based on what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. or what's currently popular, what's currently, you know, what's currently acceptable or okay. And 
that's a danger for the church, and, and it's playing out right now in lots of different areas. And I'm not throwing anybody on the bus. I'm just as sinful as anybody else. Um, but it's playing out in lots of areas where we've decided, well, over time, this has become culturally acceptable, mm-hmm. and it's become pervasive in the culture. And so if it's pervasive, if it's everybody around me that thinks that this is true, then it must be. That's mm-hmm. what that kind of means. And so the whims of public opinion are what you end up using to determine what's true and right in your life. And so you got to mm-hmm. ask yourself that question. What is it you're doing? And what Paul's saying here is you can let those things dictate the truth in your life if you want to. But the only way that you're going to escape Satan's deception is to let the Word of God shape your thinking. Mm-hmm. It's to let the word, the truth, Jesus is the truth, so therefore Jesus is the Word of God. Let it shape what how you think about things, the perspective that you have on things, how mm-hmm. you determine what is right and true. And you can let those other things do it, but the only thing that's going to get you to go get away from what's the Satan's battle in this is going to be rooted in letting the Word of God kind of shape that thinking. And, mm-hmm. um, and think of it this way. Satan's first attack on us as people, and go all the way back to the beginning of what we know in Genesis, and you'll see that it, it was really him going, has God really said this, right? It was a question on how we believe what is true and right in our life. Mm-hmm. And so it was a, a question to Eve, right? Did God really say that? Or maybe he didn't mean it that way, or I don't think he really said it that way, and so it was just one of those ways that he attacks what is true. How do we determine what's true and right in our life? And so that's all kind of found in that belt of truth being being first and foremost. And so he's he's throwing out these things, these ideas of, you know, God probably didn't say that. So go with your gut. Go with your opinion. Go with your current feeling. Go with what the people around you are saying. Hey, listen, you can listen to me, mm-hmm. right? And it gets us away from being grounded in truth. So, so what Paul's saying is, is look, the first place you got to be fortified is is the core, yep. and that's that belt, right? The core has got to be there. Chloe's got a, a fly flying. Yes, her head I'm right literally now. trying She's to swatting. not let it go up my yeah, nose. Just, I don't know what it's doing right now, but anyway, <laughs> we, you know, it just wants to hear the Messy Walk podcast. Yeah. You need to, you need to get on Spotify like everybody else, yeah, um, or Apple. Yeah, anyway, check it out. I don't know what I was saying, but. The enemy's goal is really to get you to do one of two things with God's word, to get you to do one of two things with the truth of God, which we know is Jesus. It's to get you to do one of two things. It's to doubt it first, so to get you to question it, to doubt it, that it can't be right, that it can't be wrong, that your brain does not see how this could be plausible, or you don't see how a holy, righteous God would do that. So it gets you to doubt well, why does the word say it this way? There's no way that can be true because I grew up like this and I experienced this, and so I don't think that he's trying to get you to doubt it because it exposes the core of who you are. It exposes the core of what you believe is true and right. So that's the first Mm -hmm. one he tries to get you to doubt it. And, I mean, I've felt that. Like If we're being honest right now and we know that it's a spiritual battle, the enemy's constantly trying to get me to doubt what God's word says and then to see, you know, to, to doubt that it's true, to doubt that it's holy to doubt that it is inerrant, um, to doubt that it is his actual word. Right. Um, he's constantly trying to get us to doubt it. And if you pause for a second, you can probably see where that's playing out in your life too. 
And then the second thing that he tries to get you to do with God's word is to neglect it. It's either doubt it completely that it can't be true or neglect it. Just put it to the side, mm-hmm. right? Just kind of ignore it and act like it's not there and not know it, um, you know, not not lean into it. Because if he can get you to doubt it or I think what he does more than that, I mean, he's got definitely gets people to doubt what the word says, but he for sure gets everybody to neglect it. Right. So even if he can't get you to doubt what the word says, like you believe it and you've walked through these seasons. So now you're like, nope, what the word says is the word. I bet he still gets you to neglect it. Let's all pause for a minute and admit real quick, because this is the Messy Walk podcast. So you can do that here. Admit that you don't read your Bible near like you ought to. Oh, no. No? Yeah. I just as you're saying that, I was like, womp, womp. Like, that's something about myself. Yeah. Like I, I totally like. If anyone asks, I'd be like, "Yes, the Bible is the Word of God and all this stuff." But then, like, do you read it all the time? I'm like, right. Well, about yeah. that. If you believe, you know, it, I mean, this is how sinful we are as people. If we believe that it's the Word of God, I really do believe it. And, oh, I, yeah. and I have look. I am a skeptic and a cynic at heart. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to study my butt off and find all kinds of different opinions and views. I, honest to God, believe it is the Word of God. Yeah. But if we believe it's the Word of God then why don't we read it more than anything else? Why don't we do anything right? about it? Why, why do we, we sit around and wait for answers? And we're like, God, will you just tell me if I should do this or right. that? And we just like, our Bible collects dust why aren't in we the corner. In it all the time then, yeah. right? Because the enemy gets us to, in this battle, this big spiritual battle, mm-hmm. he gets us to neglect it. He gets us to lean into our sinfulness and forget or ignore that the truth in our life and what we believe is true and right and holy can be something we just kind of make up on the fly mm-hmm. and not no, we can go find out in the word what is true and holy. Yeah. And he gets us all to neglect it. And so real quick, real fast, everybody think, do you read your Bible enough? The answer, by the way, is no. So no. you can stop waiting no. on the Holy Spirit to tell you. Just no. <laughs> it's no. Because he can get you to neglect it. That's the big thing. And so the question here is, do you treat the word of God like the life-saving truth you confess it to be? And that's what Paul's getting at. This this whole idea of it's got to be around your core, right? Centered in who Jesus is. He is the truth. He is the word. And so everything that you see in the word is also him, mm-hmm. right? He is the holiness. And it's got to be where your identity is. It's got to be what's holding up your pants. It's got to be what's holding everything together, what's yeah. holding your weapons together. And, and if it's not, then you go into battle with your britches down. You know, you, you, you're already at a disadvantage. You can't run. You can't fight. You can't do anything mm. because the truth is not there. And in other words, what he's saying is, is how easy are you to be tripped up mm. in spiritual battle? How easy if your pants are down around your ankles? I mean, it's just so simple. It's so easy for you to lose and so easy for you not to have what is true and right in life centered in who Christ is. And in all those little areas we talked about, we'll get into in the next episode, all those little areas tend to be spots that were vulnerable that we're not kind of bringing into conformity. We'll talk about that in, I don't know, next or a couple of them. We've got a bunch to cover. So, yes. You know, that's the whole point here. And so everybody just kind of, before you want to go on to the next piece, because, you know, when we hit this spiritual armor thing, I got a boy. I'm raising a boy, right? We have one We have one son. He is he's all, awesome. He is all boy. <laughs> He is all boy. Um, and I am a boy, 
so you know i can tell you right now that when we get to this spiritual when we get to this this spiritual warfare scripture specifically this armor of god the belt ain't real sexy right it's not real exciting i can tell you my son would be like let's move on to the shield and the sword and the helmet, right? I want that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Let's move on to the slingshot. And, yeah. you know, it's it's not one that's like, oh, it's the belt, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not something we focus on a lot. But what Paul's going is he – I mean, there's a reason he's starting off with this belt piece, that it's something that you cannot ignore. Um, it is the kind of beginning piece here is you're wrap. I mean, think about it. You're wrapping the truth – around your core. Mm-hmm. You're wrapping the truth around your identity. You're wrapping the truth around you know, where you are very weak and vulnerable. You're wrapping the truth around who you are as a person. Right. And it's when you're reading the scripture, the whole belt thing ain't real attractive. You know? no. um, what's funny, though, is as a grown man growing up, I now am, am under the belief that real men wear belts with every pair of pants that they wear. And so I'm teaching my son that too because you got to put a belt on. So if it's got loops on my pants, I'm putting a belt on. Right. I don't care what it is, right? I have to have my belt on. And I feel naked without my belt, and I feel unprepared without my belt, and I feel like at any moment something could happen, right? Do you have you know? like a collection of belts or No, just I just belt. use just one, one until it breaks. lucky belt. I have a I, well, I have a um <laughs> those of you that know me well, you'll know this. If you don't, you listen somewhere else. I'm a jeans and t-shirt kind of guy, and so I preach in jeans and a t-shirt. And if you see me in um, anything that's not jeans and a t-shirt, I had to look like a real pastor that day for whatever reason. <laughs> um, and if you see me in a suit, somebody is getting married or somebody's getting buried. It's one of the two. Oof. So I have two belts. I have my everyday belt that I wear with absolutely everything, and then I have the one that I wear with dress pants fancy that's belt. it fancy belt fancy atom belt casual atom belt what's funny though <laughs> is that the fancy belt is still one that you can flip around and it'd be brown on one side or black on the other so it's still cheap and it came Reversible. from walmart right. it came from walmart fancy. but uh no, anyway yeah, I, but i i believe that you got to wear a belt all the time so i'm trying to teach my son that too like you mm-hmm. put the belt on boy you, you can be a man you can put a belt on <laughs> and i don't know how that has anything to do with this, but <laughs> but over time, I just see the significance or the importance of making sure that my belt is on. Mm-hmm. And I think that Paul is talking to us about, let's start there, right? The other armor, what he's really saying, too, by putting this first, is the other armor is going to do you no good Yeah. if you're going into battle with your pants falling down. You're right? tripping yourself right? up at that point. It's not going to do any <laughs> yeah. good. And so think about that as you're processing on. We'll wrap up. Think about, you know, is the the truth, is Jesus and his word, who he is in the word, is the truth wrapped around your core? And are you getting your perspective? Are you getting what's true in life mm-hmm. from that and who he says and what he says? Or are you getting it from your gut or your feelings or popular opinions? I can tell you something. Gut, feelings, popular opinion, they all change. Yeah, all the time. You know, when it comes to me and Chloe just talked about the other day that we're going to do a podcast about men and their feelings. Um, because I am an emotional man, and my feelings change all the time, mm-hmm. and our gut changes. What we believe is right and not in our soul it changes over time as we get older, as we go through things and experiences, and the popular opinion changes constantly. And so, how about rooting in the truth though 
of who Jesus is, which ain't going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's even in who he says he is. You know, I he, I don't change. Right? Can I truth even really be truth if it's changing all the time? Right. Like, you can't really be a fact if it changes. That, not, that's the big thought. Yeah. Right? The big thought is, is that that's how you know right. that it ain't truth anyway, even if there's some glimmers of it. That's mm-hmm. how you know it ain't because it changes constantly. Yeah. And what we what we see in Jesus is if we make that our core, if we make that our identity, then everything else starts to line up. But but don't forget, he's saying that this is your main piece here into going into battle. Mm-hmm. This battle that's around us all the time, it's not with people. The main piece is that the truth of who Jesus is, the truth of the gospel, is wrapped around your identity and your being. And yeah. so, you know, our prayer for you guys is we'll wrap up, and Coy's going to tell you about that thing we talked about at the yeah. beginning. Our, our prayer is, is that for you is that the reason that we're doing a podcast to begin with because I got to tell you this, we make this kind of fun, but it ain't fun. Um, it, it's a pain in the butt. Actually, I think to it's do. pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's hard to figure out, and it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's a lot of time that goes into it and stuff, and resources and things like that. But the reason we're here is because we know that we all struggle in our faith walk, and stuff like this is something that you really got to pay attention to. You really got to look at not just am I going to church and am I listening to a Christian podcast and Am I reading my Bible or am I praying? I mean, I'm not saying don't do those things at all. I mean, for sure, absolutely. But is the truth of Jesus wrapped around the core of who you are? That's the big question. Yeah. And if it's not, let's make it happen, right? Let's let's step into his truth and then apply it to everything. Yeah. And bring all that other junk in life that's not compliant to that in compliance you know, underneath the truth of, of the gospel. Are you so, kind of pinning at the next one? I am. I don't know if it's the Ooh, next one, but I think it might and be. And one, one of the upcoming episodes, the he's upcoming kind of hinting ones. at it right now. So, so that was cool. basically just 14A. Yeah, that's not right? even the whole verse. Not even the whole it verse. It gets better. 14B is going to walk you into from the belt to the breastplate. And that one's my favorite one. I got another joke like I did on the last episode for that oh, one. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> I think it's pretty good. So anyway, that's that's kind of where we're going. So think about that. We'll be praying for you in that. Yeah. Um, you be praying for us, too, because we're fallible, sinful Christians just like you. We need, yeah. the, we need the blood of Jesus to constantly be uh, cleaning us up and helping us walk in him. Um, but we'll be praying for you to really lean into the core of who you are and your identity and how you believe things to be right and true coming from the gospel. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what Paul's leading us to. Absolutely. So I'll stop talking. That's good. Four no, or five, five seconds. I, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Thank you so much this for was all a good of that. One. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. And if you have any cool stories about your pants falling down, make sure they're appropriate yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> send them to them, us or comment yeah, on them. On yeah. our Facebook yeah. page or on our Instagram page. Yep. For sure. Um, I actually was trying to think as you're saying that, I don't think I have any good stories of my pants, pants and I hope I never do. I don't want to come back here <laughs> next week and be like, "Hey, so about last week?" Hey, we by the way, those pants, pants from the dr that got ripped up, and then I put the ladies' pants on mm-hmm. and worked the rest of the day in them. It was raining and really muddy while we were there, and the pastor of the church ended up taking all this extra scrap stuff and putting it around the house so we wouldn't have to get in the mud as much. Right. And he did my put my pants. You just your pants. I remember my, seeing them being like, "Yeah." Hmm. He put them down in the mud, and because they're huge. <laughs> <laughs> like a tarp. And my favorite mask, which is hard to say, my favorite COVID mask, because, you know, that I hate them. But right. I'm sure everybody else does too. Right, right. Everybody's but my tired favorite of them. one that Valerie had got me that I've been my, I mean, it's just my favorite, um, was in the pocket of those pants. No. And 
I went back the next day oh, to see God. if I could find them, and those pants were so mired down in the mud because um, he was <laughs> using them as a tarp. I was like, forget it. Go, oh. go rest in peace. Best COVID mask. So, Had a little memorial service yeah, for it. Yeah. Oh, that stinks. Yeah, it does. It does. So they're in his. What's cool is though, is my pants that ripped are in his ground somewhere around his yes. house, and I think they'll stay forever because the live. mud was. Your pants live in the Dominican. They live. They started a new life. They live. Don't you? See, uh, even they're in Jesus. That's awesome. Though they die, right. they live. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining Thanks, us today. Guys. Um, we're kind of crazy, but hopefully you can relate to that. Anyway, um, new episodes every Wednesday as usual. Wednesday. So be sure to um, check out if you've missed any in the past. Be sure to catch up so you can have the full idea of this discussion on spiritual warfare that we're having. Because we give a little bit of a recap at the beginning, but it's good to like have the full picture yep. as we move more on into the pieces of the armor. Yeah, of God. most people end up binging it, so right. you know, catch up on one, kind of go backwards or forwards or whatever. Yeah. Um, and about that giveaway that I was teasing at the beginning. Um, we are doing a giveaway of two six-month Spotify premium subscriptions. Yep. Um, so if you will go to our page and check that out, enter the contest, um, there will be directions on a post that you'll be able to find on our page. You'll find it on Facebook. Um, be sure to check that out and follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook as well so that you can keep up with all the new episodes, any other giveaways that we're doing, and any kind of news or exciting stuff that we have going on with the podcast. You're going to want to keep up with that. So yeah, and feel free to share. You know, if you think the podcast would would benefit somebody you know, the the giveaway thing is a good time to share it because yeah. you know you'd be like, hey, get in this giveaway. Absolutely. And six months subscription to Spotify. Those of you that are listening on Spotify, you right now you know we're on Spotify. Yes. Those of you that are listening on Apple right now, you may not know it. Right. So um, we're going to give away those Spotify subscriptions, and yes. of course, you can use those subscriptions to do all kinds of stuff with instead of just free stuff like our podcast and no ads. No That's ads. the best part. I actually have Spotify Premium. So great. I yep. love Spotify. No and ads. I love no up. ads. Yeah, yes. it is nice. It is nice. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, we will be back again next Wednesday, of course. We hope you have a great week. Um, yep. Praying for you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Thank you. We couldn't do this if there weren't people listening. That's right. So, so <laughs> I mean, those, we could, but it would be it'd be kind crappy. of pointless. Yeah, <laughs> kind of suck. Thanks, guys. Uh, anyway, have a great week. We'll talk to you guys soon. See you soon. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.